Hello, Nez Nation. How are you? It is so great to see everybody. Welcome, welcome to the Nez Nation live stream podcast. This is your personal branding podcast. I'm your host, Professor Nez, uh, online business strategist, personal branding coach, executive career coach, business owner, and actual business communications professor. You're going to want to share this out because this is a special one. This is a show where uh, we've got an unbelievable guest. I'm going to bring him in in just a second. His name's Pharmacist Ben Fuchs. And this has been a, a long time coming for me. And so if you have any questions, if you have any interest in building your immune system and, you know, understanding how the body works and understanding, you know, all sorts of health and wellness mindset uh, uh, breakthrough uh, uh, tips and, and, and strategies, especially right now, you're going to want to come back and you're going to want to share this out because we're going to start in just a minute. Come on back, y'all. Welcome back, everybody. It is so awesome to see you. And if you're if you're new to this channel, if you're new to this show, this is a show where it's all about mindset and messaging. We help you to discover your purpose, communicate your message, craft a story and a message so you can build your online presence, so you can impact more people. If you want to advance your career, if you want to grow your business, it starts with understanding what you can bring to the table. And then you have to craft a message to get that out there. That's where it all begins. And so that's what personal branding is. That's what we do. That's how we help. And uh, we've got a podcast. Obviously, we're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher, the Nez Nation Live Personal Branding 101 podcast. Those of you listening on the podcast, thank you so much. Those of you watching on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, come on in. Make sure you share this out because we've got a rock star of a guest for you today. I'm so, so excited. This has been one of those dreams come true for me. Uh, when I first discovered Pharmacist Ben, I'm going to embarrass him a little bit before I bring him in. <laughs> but when I first discovered Pharmacist Ben, this was way back in the day, uh, you know, probably about 10 to 12 years ago, uh, where, uh, you know, I, uh, I actually uh, was driving home late at night and he was on the radio, one of the top radio shows, uh, really uh, internationally and nationally. Uh, Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie. And uh, funny enough, he was just on the show last night. And I just remember thinking to myself, God, everything this guy's talking about makes such amazing sense. And it was it was science coupled with passion, which is something that I rarely found in the international medical community, health and wellness community, nutritional community. And that's what he brought to the table. And I was hooked. I mean, I sat in my car. This was like 1 a.m. I mean, 10 years ago. I sat in my car and I listened to the entire show. My wife was like, where the hell are you? Uh, and so and so this is this is somebody that I'm so proud to introduce to y'all. Uh, and I'm very, very excited. And without further ado, if you have any questions, by the way, we are those of you listening on the podcast, uh, obviously this is not live for you, but if you're here live, you can leave your questions in the comments. This is going to be a powerhouse show, and I don't want to ramble on. I want to get things cooking. Let me introduce our guest. Benjamin Fuchs is a registered pharmacist, nutritionist, and cosmetic chemist. I need my glasses because I'm old. Uh, and has been compounding custom medication, formulating nutritional and skincare products, and consulting with doctors and patients since graduating 
from the University of Colorado School of Pharmacy in 1986. Mr. Fuchs is recognized nationally for his work on the on-air pharmacist nutritionist, uh, uh, for his work as the on-air pharmacist nutritionist host of the Brightside radio program, which I had the distinct honor of being a part of. Let's bring him in. Pharmacist Ben. Hey. Well, Nez, I don't know what to do with myself with that awesome, awesome interview. But as, I told you before, as I told you before, it takes one to know one. Oh, thank you so much, man. <laughs> thank you. This is a – yeah, sorry. Go ahead. We see something great or we like in another person. That's because we have that aspect in ourselves to resonate. But it also right. works in a negative way. When we see something crappy in somebody, guess what? We got to own that too. You know, in the Bible, it says, love others as you love them, as you love your, uh, love others as you love yourself. And what that means to me is that when you love somebody else or when you have a feeling about somebody else or you have an impression about somebody else, not that's because there's a part of you that has that same impression or that has that same quality or has that same feeling. So right back at you, buddy. Give yourself. Thank you so much. Hey, oh, hey, hey, Ben, it is such a. It is such an honor to have you here with us. I really, really appreciate you being here on the show. And why don't we do this before we get cooking? Because, you know, I kind of gave a, a little brief background about who you are. And obviously you wear multiple hats and you do all sorts of amazing things with mindset, consciousness, wellness, health, physical, mental, emotional. Tell our Nez Nation audience, just in your own words, just briefly, if you don't mind. And guys, leave questions for our awesome uh, uh, guest. Tell our audience a little bit more about who you are, what you do, because even I just scratched the surface, and then I've got a thousand questions for you. I can't wait to get cooking. Nez, don't forget, I reached out to you. And reason, <laughs> yes. Right? I reached out to you. And the reason I reached out to you is because I was so impressed by what you're doing. In fact, you said a couple of things. You said a, th uh, you said a couple of things that were really interesting in your introduction. You said, used two words that I loved. Number one, crafting, which to me means intentionally creating. When you yes. craft something, you intentionally create this power of it. You utilize or leverage this thing called intention, the power of intention. Yes. And then you said, and then you talked about branding. And I, I've been so fascinated with branding. And to me, branding is, is uh, I, giving yourself an identity, branding yourself, your company, your business is giving yourself an identity that's, that's uh, easily accessible and understandable. Like people, when they see you, Nez, they immediately have a sense of who you are based on all the all the uh, years and, and all the effort you place in crafting your brand. And hopefully they do the same thing with me. And so this idea of branding is, is, I love the idea of branding. I've been studying it. And then I've been studying the idea of story branding, you know, yes. the, the story to brand. So thank you for asking that question because I, I do have a story. I have a very interesting, I, I mean, I think it's interesting, but it, I, it's other people have found it interesting as well because I'm a pharmacist, but I love God. And by God, I don't mean I don't mean a guy with a beard like Michelangelo, you know, in the Sistine Chapel pointing down at people. I mean reality. I mean the underlying truth that's that is backstage of everything we see on on the front of the stage. You know, there's wiring behind the TV screen. You see mm. the TV, you see the image. I'm looking at you on my monitor, but there's wiring behind it. And to me, that's what that's what, how I think of God as the wiring underneath everything. And I'm completely fed that. That uh, that fills my consciousness pretty much minute every minute of the day. I'm looking backstage, and this idea of looking backstage or looking at the wiring uh, it fits in with looking at chemistry and looking at biochemistry. And what I study is how what is the biochemical correlates or the biochemical pre precursors to what we see in our bodies at the end of the day or in the mirror. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. I love 
I love how the body is constructed biologically. I love how it's constructed biochemically. And I love how it is constructed um, psychologically. I love how it's constructed spiritually. All of this gets to the idea of the implicate being behind the a- explicate. David Bohm talked about the imp- – you, you know, familiar with the idea of the implicate? I am familiar with David Bohm, yeah. Not, not as familiar as you are, but no, I am I familiar. Know, I know a little bit. But yeah. David Bohm talked about the implicate order and the explicate order. And he said what we see as explicate, what we see in our reality, is really starts off implicately. And that's a very complicated, maybe I, uh, a convoluted sort of idea. But what it really means is there's a backstage to the front stage. Yeah. Your power comes at the level of the backstage. You can't fix your face by putting lipstick on the mirror. You know, we see a reflection. God, I love it. Right? Our symptoms. Beautiful. In terms of health. Our symptoms, whether they're physical symptoms or mental symptoms, emotional symptoms, psychological symptoms, all of our symptoms are the mirror. They're the reflection. If you want to work on how the reflection is, how what your face looks like in the reflection, you work on your face, not on the reflection, not yes. on the mirror. Yes. And so when I first heard about biochemistry, when I first started studying biochemistry and got that there was there were these, these, this unbelievably complex and tightly regulated and tightly choreographed and vastly, vastly, vastly complicated beyond our wildest imagination uh, uh, realm of chemistry and biochemistry that that underlies how our bodies show up and how our our diseases or our lack of diseases show up. I was so blown away. I came to tell you, I I about got on my knees, literally in the first day of Biochem 101, got on my knees and was felt like praising God right there. And so I fell in love with chemistry and I fell in love with biochemistry and I entered into a world that is obsessed with clinical signs, with diagnostics, with testing. And I entered in with information with uh, armed with information about the backstage. You see, when you go to the doctor and you get your blood pressure tested, he's telling you what's happening in the front of the stage. But I was armed with information about the backstage and that gave me tremendous power, tremendous power over the body and tremendous power to understand how to help people. And so what ended up happening is I took my understandings of biochemistry and applied them to uh, to the world of pharmacy, to the world of disease, to the world of skincare specifically, because you know I'm in the skincare business. Yep. And I started to tell, teach people how they could hack into their symptomology by working at the level of biochemistry. And because biochemistry is so foundational and so fundamental, almost everything I said worked. And it wasn't because of me, it was because of the biochemistry. And I always tell people, if you're sick, you don't want to go to a doctor because a doctor studies clinical chemistry, which is the chemistry of diagnosis and the chemistry of numbers. You want to go to a biochemist because mm. your diseases are, are, uh, are, are born or founded, are founded at the level of the chemical reactions that are happening in your body. Now, I should tell you, since then, I've gotten into quantum and I've gotten into electrodynamics. And actually, as it turns out, even though we live in a chemocentric world, and even though there's a lot of power in chemistry and there's a lot of power in biochemistry, biochemistry itself only works by virtue of quantum. And it only works by virtue of electrodynamics. And today we know that quantum and electrodynamics are subject to consciousness. Mm. So consciousness precedes quantum, precedes chemistry. And while you can get a lot of power by understanding chemistry, certainly relative power compared to clinical chemistry. You understand what I'm saying? By yes. yes. You get even more power by working electromagnetically. And you get even more power by working with consciousness. So the further backstage you go, and it all ends at consciousness, the further backstage you go, the more power and the more leverage you have over how your reality shows up. So I'm a student of that. 
and I learn every day and I study every day and I have an, I have multiple aha experiences every day. And so what I want to do is I want to share that with everybody. That's why I do my radio program. That's why I do my presentations. That's why yep. I have a blog. I want everybody to know how delicious it is to really dive deep into where reality is, is structured and not just how delicious it is, but how utilitarian it is, how functional it is to dive deep as deep as you can go into where a reality is constructed. And not only do I want to share that with everybody, I want to simplify it so it's usable. And I think that's what I want to brand myself as somebody who, who takes this information that seems very complex and simplifies it and gives everybody access to it. And well, I- that's why, that's why, and well said, by the way, pharmacist Ben, wow. I mean, I, I couldn't have, uh, I think there's probably, there's a lot of question marks uh, because, you know, Ben's got such an amazing background and I think it's, it's warranted to transfer the language into, I don't, maybe layman's term isn't the right word, but just, just simplify it so people can understand. And I think part of the reason, Ben, if I may, I think part of the reason why I was so attracted to you besides your voluminous intelligence and just your passion was that you, you kind of didn't see, you kind of, it was very, it was a similar path to me. I didn't see the tutelage. I didn't see the curriculum reflect what I thought was actually going to help my students and help people and help people learn. And I was very disgruntled. And, and, and a lot of the Nez Nation audience knows this. Most of you guys watching and listening know this. I do educational rants all the time, having been a professor and having three degrees and, and understanding that experiential knowledge will always trump intellectual knowledge. I think that was part of the reason why I, I kind of was so attracted to you besides the million other things was that you, you identified that like why you were a little bit perplexed, if not maybe a downright, uh, uh, you know, kind of um, disgruntled that, that, that the education curriculum, pharmacological schools, pharmacy schools and institutions, they weren't, they weren't talking about these things like consciousness and quantum mechanics and how the integration of every component of your body, mind, spirit is connected. And this leads to disease. This leads to wellness or lack thereof. Why do you think, because I, I get confounded all the time, Ben, why do you think these institutions uh, you know, don't talk a lot about consciousness and talk about maybe the spiritual sort of internal world rather than, because, because c- correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, but traditional medicine says, and I've used this analogy before. Tell me what you think of this, Ben. You know, there are some doctors, if I say my knee hurts, 90% of doctors will say, well, let's take an x-ray. Okay. looks like there's a little bit of inflammation. Here's your medicine. See you later. But there are some doctors, Ben, if I go and say, hey, my knee hurts, they don't even look at my knee. Their first question is, how's your soul? <laughs> That's great. Well, they're violating standards of care and they can go to jail. You know, you, are you familiar with this thing called standards of care? I don't know if they go to jail. I mean, it makes sense to me. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not in the medical world, but it makes sense to me. Yeah. Standards of care, if, you know, I don't know if you go to jail, although I think you might be able to go to jail, but standards of care, certainly you could lose your license over. So if you go and tell your doctor you have a knee problem, he doesn't give you naproxen, he's violating standards of care, or he doesn't give you Motrin or an anti-inflammatory or give you the traditional standard formulary or standard, standard protocols that are on the formulary, he's in violation of this principle called standards of care. Well, then, well, then maybe the question is, why does the, why is it, and I'm, I'm a big, uh, I, I, I completely uh, am aware of bureaucracy and the administration, right. especially in education. My God, Ben, yeah. I can't imagine what it's like in the medical field. Oh, I, mean, I can only imagine, but, but I guess maybe the better question would be because obviously it's not the doctor's fault. 
it starts, like you said, it, it going to the source. What's the source of this, this knowledge? I mean, did the, the Hippocratic oath was always, you know, we do the best that we can to, to treat our patients and serve them, not just stuff them full of medication, but actually serve them. So they have an overall wellness and well-being where they don't need to come to us. That's right. um, where, why do you think it started that way at the source? Well, first of all, a good doctor's job, good healthcare professional's job is to make sure he's irrelevant the way I look at it. I love so that. I, I always tell people, I, when people ask me questions, I tell them, uh, I don't tell them what to do. I tell them what's going on or what's wrong and let them figure out what to do. Because I don't want to be in the position of being anybody's authority, health authority, writing. Authority comes from an author. I don't want to write anybody's health story for them. So I always want to let people be their own health authority. But you raised, you raised a very interesting point, and that's this idea of uh, uh, the institution of medicine. Mm. Right? What does the word institution come from? What's the root of the word institution? Stit, institution, stasis, stays the same. The mm. institution is not. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. I didn't even right? know that. The job of an I love entomology. I love it. I love etymology. That's like one of my favorite things. You get a lot of power from it. That's fantastic, Ben. Right? Ben, you've made me, Ben, you have no idea how happy I am right now. I'm going to burst through this camera. <laughs> no, because you get it. I'm, you know, when you have an aha experience, you have an orgasm in your brain. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Is that what I'm experiencing right now? <laughs> Can you tell Ben? <laughs> yes. The word knowledge in the Bible, it says Adam knew Eve, right? Yeah. Knowledge in the Bible says Adam knew Eve when he had sex with Eve. To have sex with is to know. To mm. know something is equivalent to having sex with it. Wow. When you have sex, you unify. When you know, you unify. And the same biochemistry of, of orgasm, which is the ultimate unification two people can have, occurs when you have a unification with a piece of information. So the mm -hmm. aha experiences gives you a brain orgasm biochemically, just like real sex gives – or ordinary or sex gives you a physiological orgasm. You get a brain orgasm. And that's what we – people like you and I who have made it our lives about information, about knowledge – we're so blessed because we know the thrill of brain orgasms. We have yeah. brain orgasms. All I the live for those. I yes, live for those. Yes, yes. Because once you have them, you're addicted to them. I, I'm on the. I'm researching every minute of the day, pra practically, because I'm addicted. To, I want these brain orgasms so much. What has happened? We've created a dumbed down culture that has. See, a brain orgasm requires work because it's a release of tension. There's always tension before an orgasm. Tension is tightness, and an orgasm releases. We created a culture where there's no tension where we watch TV that doesn't create a sense of challenge. We, we numb ourselves. We don't hold on to that tension so we don't get to have orgasms. In order to have an orgasm, you have to have, it has to be preceded by tension, but domestication removes tension. So we don't have any of this tension. So we have a culture that's deprived, that has been deprived of the thrill of brain orgasms. And people and you are so blessed because we understand how to have those. So getting back to our story institute, I love giving people brain orgasms. I, I yes. love throwing that. That's one of the, yes. one of, and I think that's why people like what I say because they, they listen. They go, "Wow!" That I mean, I'm sense. telling you, Ben. I'm, really? I'm telling you, Ben. I don't mean to interject, but I'm telling you right now. I mean, when I was driving, mean, it couldn't have happened at a more opportune moment. And I want to talk about intuition and consciousness in a second because I've got a ton of questions, and I know our audience would like to ask you questions, and I want to be respectful of your time. But I think that was one of the reasons that I, I mean, I was getting fireworks. I call them atomic missiles in my brain. Because when you were talking about medicine, when you were talking about, hey, there's something going on here, and I researched this, and I backed it up. This isn't woo-woo science. You actually backed it up with substantive data, 
and you were speaking about it, you could tell your earnestness was bleeding through the, the radio. And so when somebody's, when somebody's earnest, I don't care what the topic is. If somebody's bat crazy over Smurfs, I just tend to listen because I'm attracted to people who are enthusiastic about what they do. And so even though I have no interest in Smurfs, if somebody spoke with earnestness and somebody spoke with actual vigor about Smurfs, I just have a natural inclination to go, I have to listen to this person. What does this person have to say? So when you were speaking, you know, on that radio program on a lone 2 a.m. night, it was a dark and stormy night uh, 10 years ago. I remember just going, holy macadamia nut. Like this totally makes sense. And I started putting, I'll tell you this, Ben, and, and I want to jump into this too. I started putting lemon, uh, uh, lemon. I started squeezing lemon in my water because you know me, uh, uh, Ben. I'm I'm being around universities. Those are hotbeds for germs. Those are right. hotbeds for getting the flu, contracting right. all kinds of viruses, and God knows what. I started putting lemon water, uh, a lemon squeezing lemon, freshly squeezed lemon every day in my water. I started listening to your idea of vitamin C and, 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 and vitamin D. And I started listening to what you were saying about nutrition and what to put in your body and how that affects everything. And I'm telling you right now, knock on wood, Ben, you're going to laugh at this. And so is the audience. <laughs> yes. Isn't this amazing? I, I just want to say hello really quickly to, uh, I want to say hello to Robert Long. Great to see you. Patrick Lewis. Patrick Lewis gave an emoji that is brain, braingasms. That's right. Daniel Allegi. He says he just had a double one. <laughs> Great to see you, Daniel. So, 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 check this out, Ben. Check this out. These are two high energy people right here, me and Ben. So, you might want to put the speed at half speed here. <laughs> but Ben, I, I, for, knock on wood, to this day, and I've never had the flu shot. I have not contracted. Now, I'm, I'm kind of the Larry David, or maybe even the Howie Mandel, even before COVID nineteen. I was always careful not because I hate being sick. I can't stand being sick because when I'm sick, I can't do this. I can't work and I love work. Right. And so, and so I was always hyper cognizant of what I was touching and touching my face. It's funny. The whole world is doing this now. I've been doing this for 20 years. Right. And so, and so um, I, I, I haven't contracted anything. I've felt a million times better. And why ladies and gentlemen, why Nez nation? Because I was understanding this is communication. This is branding. I was understanding what an individual who was passionate about their craft was saying because he was communicating in, in terms that I understood and that I could apply to my life. This is what this is all about. Pharmacist Ben transforms lives. He's not just a pharmacist. He's not just a scientist. He's not just a radio host. He transforms lives. So if you're wondering to yourself, how do I do this? How do I offer my service? The first thing is, is to identify what you're passionate about. The second thing is, is to craft a message that actually reaches people. And then the third thing is, is to do that in, you know, consistently and watch what happens. You're going to transform lives. It's going to happen. So Ben, I mean, that, that to me just makes a lot of sense. Like, like the whole idea that, that in order to thrive in today's environment, in order to thrive as a human being, you have to look at all the parts. Is that and when you say electromagnetic, we have all these chemicals and we have all these uh, uh, you know electromagnetisms in our body. Is that kind of like the study of the totality of the mind and body? Uh no. Okay. Talk to me. <laughs> okay, talk to me. Correct me, please. I want to be corrected over and over. It's a facet. It's a facet. It's like a diamond, and a diamond has multiple facets. Right. Uh, the electromagnetics is one facet of it. Uh, but there, it, it, Ram Dass, I'm sure you heard of Ram Dass. He used to talk about channels. Yeah, I have. Yeah. 
he said reality occurred on channels. There was the mythical channel. There was the astrological channel. There's the, he didn't say this, but there's the biochemical channel. There's the electromagnetic channel. There's the psychological channel. And when you're living your reality or you're observing your reality, you can observe it from different channels. You can observe it psychologically. You can observe it spiritually. You can observe it mentally. You can observe it biochemically. You can observe it electromagnetically. It turns out that there are more found, some of these channels are more foundational than others. And that when you can get to the foundation, you get more leverage, you get more power. So consciousness is the ultimate. That's the floor. That's the ground level that we can find. Maybe there's something that precedes it, but consciousness gives you power over all of the other levels. Electromagnetics gives you power over the levels above it. It doesn't give you power over consciousness, although maybe it does. I mean, it could be a big circle. I don't know, but it seems to me like it's hierarchical where consciousness is, is at the ground and then you work your way up. We tend to live our lives by trying to control things, to control our lives or reality at the higher levels on the, on the hierarchy. And that's why, for the most part, it's very frustrating because what's operating underneath is not being adjusted. We're trying to, oper- we're trying to change the health of the tree at the level of the leaf. We right. S- Instead of going to the root. Instead of going to the root or right. at least going to the soil. And so for the most part, we get very frustrated. So, for example, the law of attraction, right? The law of attraction says you think something, you'll get it. And most people don't uh, don't succeed and they say, oh, this is a bunch of baloney. But what they don't realize is foundational to your thoughts or your emotions or your feelings. Or not your emotions, but your feelings. Your feelings are foundational to to your uh, to your thoughts. So if you don't work at the level of your feelings, you just try to change things at the level of your thoughts, you're not going to be very effective. You may be able to muscle through, but you're not going to be anywhere near as effective as if, as if you change your somatic nature. So if you change the way you somatically feel, that is in your body, feel when you think about uh, getting a million dollars or getting a great relationship or getting, getting a great job, you're going to be much more effective than if you just do affirmations and put it on the refrigerator. And, and, and oh, I can't stand uh, that. Right. I can't stand that. Right. Because you're not effect. You're not changing things at the foundational it's level. So bumper sticker. It's a bumper sticker mentality. I hate it. It's a, it's a, it's a poor, it's an entrance. It's a doorway to people to start. To right. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm being harsh, but yeah. <laughs> Ben's, Ben's being nicer than me. <laughs> Way, it is an entrance. I like the way you yeah. said that. It's a little bit of a, it's like one, one little baby step. Yes. It's a baby step to understanding these, this idea of foundational levels. It's not as foundational as being somatic, as being somatic in the body. As it turns out, this thing we have called a body is our portal to reality, to mm. real reality. If yes. we understand our bodies, but we have been culturally desensitized from our bodies to the point. Most of us live in our heads. Most of us live in our yes. heads. Most of us live conceptually when we have this guide to wisdom portal to truth called the body that will tell us everything we need to know. And now it's, it's great. It's powerful if you just want to have a good life, but it becomes, it becomes more than powerful. It becomes critical if it's your health. Right. You, know, if you want to just have a great life. Yes. You can use your body to sense whether you should take this job or that job or make this decision or that decision. You can actually go into your body and your body with a certain primal awareness will tell you this job is good. This job isn't. This person is good. This person isn't. This wife is good. This wife isn't. And that's important. But let me just say this one last thing. Yeah, 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 please. Cancer or when it comes to having heart disease or when it comes to having these kinds of illnesses that make us feel so vulnerable and fragile and are so terrifying, it becomes way more important to have a sense of what's going on, what's going on in the body. So to me, the deeper, the more foundationally you can go, the more, the bottom, the closer to the bottom that you can get in this hierarchy of reality, the more power you're going to have. And consciousness is the bottom. 
Our awareness is the bottom. And on top of that, right on top of awareness is our sense of the body. Okay, let me ask you this. I love this. Okay, Ben, I want to ask you this because this is where, and I've done a lot of research on you. Obviously, I've been listening to you for years, uh, watching your show, listening to uh, The Bright Side and uh, all your appearances. Um, this idea of going into the body, and, and this is something, you know, I've, I've even talked to clients about this. You know, I do some mindset coaching myself. This idea of the body being a litmus test, I know you're big on that and you're yeah. big on trusting those um, maybe organic messages, if you will, or I'll let you kind of extrapolate more from that. Tell me, tell me, what does that look like? What does that mean? When you say trust your body with yeah. your decision-making and, and this is, this has such a huge ramification on, on the course of everybody's lives, right? Is, is how you, how you formulate, is this the right path? Is that the right path? Is this the wrong path? Is that the, the wrong yeah. path? How, how, what do you mean by that? And is that related in some way to intuition? Uh, yeah, I would say it is intuition. Okay. Uh, talk to me. Uh, this guy, Arnold Mendel, who write, writes a bunch of books on conscious. He's a physicist actually, but he writes a lot of books on consciousness. He calls them flirts. He says when you meet somebody or you get into and have an experience at the beginning of any experience, your body will give you a certain flirt that will direct you. Now, we usually ignore that flirt until it becomes loud enough to become a thought. But preceding that thought, if you're very, very sensitive and attuned to your body, you'll, see, you'll, you'll sense that your body will tell you where to go. Your body will tell you what to do. But you have to develop this acuity. And in order to develop this acuity, you have to silence the mind. You have to know, and it's not really silencing the mind because that's very difficult to do, but it's getting behind the noise. The yes. noise will always be there, but it's yes. trying to figure out how to somehow get behind. This is the idea of getting behind. You're not talking about thought suppression at all. No, not. Yes. You can't suppress thoughts. That's just going to make it impossible. Yes. It's yes. Impossible. But you can get behind the thoughts. Yes. The thoughts are arising from somewhere. This is what the gap is all about. The gap is this Love idea. It. The gap is this idea that thoughts seem like they're flowing, but they're really in frames, like a movie. A movie seems mm. like it's flowing, it's reality, but there's really- Getting frames. in the gaps. That's what it means to get in the gaps. Right. The gaps are nothing more than the appearance between the frames of what's behind the thoughts. So the gaps are your portal to what's behind the thoughts, your entryway into what's behind the thoughts. And this is what meditation allows you to do. This is why meditation to me is, to me, just the, it's the most important thing a human being can do is to learn how to meditate. And by learning how to meditate, I mean learning how to watch how the mind, watch the mechanisms or the dynamics of the mind. And when you do that, you realize that there is a place that the thoughts are coming out of. And that place is the place of silence. You're not going to stop the thoughts, but you can get to that place, which is where the thoughts come out of. And when you get to that place, you become more aware of your somatic sense, of your, of your soma. And, you, and when you get good at it, you can get to that place even when you're having a conversation or at least when you're not talking. Talking, I've seen, I, I've noticed for me anyway, talking tends to get us out of that place. This is why the monks in the old days used to not talk. They would take vows of silence. And I don't know if you've ever spent more than 24 or 48 hours silent. But when you spend 24 to 48 hours silent, you go, you almost have like a hallucinogenic experience. It's powerful. It's very, very powerful. Because powerful. Talking gets you away from that space. Even if you know that that space exists. Right. But if you know that space exists and you become silent, you can start to enter into the, You can learn how to enter into that space more and more at will. And from that space, you have tremendous access to information, including information about the body. But because we're always living in our thoughts, we're living in our heads, we deprive ourselves of this information, and this makes us very uh, vulnerable. 
It makes us vulnerable in the sense that we don't have, we don't know what our heart's doing. We don't know why our intestine is freaking out. We don't know why our bones hurt. If we could enter into that place, we would notice that every time we ate a certain food, we'd have a a problem with our intestine. Every time we think a certain thought, we have a problem with our heart. Every time we have performed some kind of action, we have a reaction in the body. If we could get into that place where we have, we're in the body, we'd have more power over that reaction because we would see the relationship between actions we're doing and that reaction. But because we don't, we freak out. We go to the doctor. We do whatever we're told. We take the medicine. If the doctor says to take this medicine, we do it. If he says you got to have his gallbladder taken out, we have it taken out. If they say you got to put a ventilator in your child, we put a ventilator in our child because we're not listening. We don't, we've lost connection. It's, it's still there, but we've just lost the ability to connect with that wisdom that's built into the body through our constant thinking and the, all of the, our constant living in the head and living in thoughts and living in concepts. The, the thoughts we have are based on reality that occurred a second before. So our thoughts are based are inherently based in the past. Our thoughts are, in, are inherently out of the present. And if you're out of the present, how are you going to make a decision on what to do in the present? So all our decisions are based on the past, which is why so many of our decisions are wrong, even if that past is just a split second. Okay, so here's here's my question, and I and I love this. So so is this isn't this the same thing, Ben? As like 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 when we experience pain in our body, isn't that our body's intelligence telling us? Like for example, I play a lot of tennis, uh, at least I used to, <laughs> and I've recently been experiencing just a strange sensation. It's not sciatica. I don't think it's plantar fasciitis, but I think it probably has a lot to do with the fact that I've put on weight through the years and that kind of activity requires a lot of uh, cutting and and putting a lot of pressure on the bones, et cetera. And, uh, you know, I've been experiencing some, it's not even pain. It's just a slight discomfort, which kind of, you know, forces me, it sends a message to me in my hip and in my leg that, hey, dude, maybe you need to chill out on that. I mean, isn't isn't pain a good thing? When we when we experience pain in the body, I'm, I'm trying to connect it to what you're talking about, about how listening to the body and putting yourself, getting yourself out of your head and actually almost becoming your own kind of doctor in a way, if you can really connect with that connective, uh, uh, the, the mind-body connection. Oh, you'll connect. Nez, listen, you'll connect. Your body will speak to you very quietly, but it won't tolerate being listened being ignored for very long, or right. it will eventually speak louder right. and then louder. I love that. Really, really loud. And you'll, and finally it'll say lung cancer. And you'll say, okay, I quit. <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> right. Right. Quit, quit. Yeah. You know? That's what happens. You know, it, it'll speak to you with a cough. It'll speak to you with a little tickle. It'll speak to you with like a burning sensation every time you smoke a cigarette and you'll ignore it and you'll say, that's ah, okay. I'm going to have it. That's okay. I'm going to have it. And one day it'll say, screw you lung cancer. And you'll go, I heard you. I heard you. I'm so now sorry. it's time to go to the doctor. Yes. Yeah. Now it's time to quit or now it's time. To it's almost too late, right? Well, hopefully not. I mean, I mean, hopefully not, but sometimes, yeah. Always, the body has, it can always reverse depending on how far down. You may not. Here's the thing. You could, the body can always reverse. All chronic diseases are reversible by definition. Wait by- a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. That's a huge statement. I love this. All, say that again, Ben. All chronic what? Listen, the second part's the most important, Nez. All chronic diseases are reversible by definition. That means if you, you hear the word chronic disease, by definition, it's reversible because a chronic disease is a chronic degenerative disease. And if you have degeneration, the body has 
regeneration built in. You can, your body can turn on a dime, but you got to mm. turn on a dime. It's going down this road. You got to figure out how to get it down this road. Degeneration and regeneration occur simultaneously in the body. Your body is wow. always breaking down and building up. When you have a degenerative disease, it means you're breaking down faster than you're building up. The building up, it's like in chemistry. I don't know if you probably had some chemistry, a little chemistry in maybe in college. Well, or I, 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 I took chemistry twice because I failed the first time. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Only in high school, too. I think if I, I'm telling you something right now, Ben, if I would have taken chemistry, if I would have taken chemistry now, I probably would have aced it. It's awesome. It's such yeah. a. You know, us taught chemistry is just how especially if I had hey Ben, especially if I had you as a teacher. Well, listen, chemistry is just how things go together. Me and you talking right now, guess what that is? Chemistry. When you when you meet somebody and you get along with them, chemistry. Chemistry is how things go together. And in chemical reactions, chemistry is just A to B to C to D to G. It's just tinker toys being changed, changing shapes. That's all biochemistry is. Tinker toys changing shape because of interactions they have with each other. But here's the thing about chemistry. Chemistry is, do you get that idea, that metaphor of tinker toys changing shape? You know what a tinker toy is? Tell me, yeah, g- give me a little bit more background on that. So you, you have a tinker toy. You know what a right. tinker toy is, right? Oh, you tinker, yes, yes. You know what a tinker toy is. Yes, right? yes, yes. It has a dowel and it has rods and it has all the gear. Yes. Right? So chemistry is just tinker toys. And biochemistry is tinker toys changing shape endlessly and intelligently and responsibly. Do you follow? That's all biochemistry. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so here's the thing, just to simplify a to B is one reaction, is one chemical reaction, we'll say. It's actually okay. A plus B equals C. But we'll just simplify it. We'll say A to B. Okay. okay. That's one chemical step. Okay. But A to B always has B to A built into it. Nothing is just A to B. All chemical reactions are reversible. This wow. is the biochemistry. They just have greater tendency to go in one direction or another. Now, amplify that to chronic degenerative diseases, which are just a stream of tinker toys changing shape in reversible fashion. Wow. It's just that they have a tendency to go in this way. But if you look at a chemical reaction in a biochemistry book, it always has two arrows. Yeah. It has an arrow this way and an arrow that way. Yeah. It's binary. It's only, it's binary. It's either going this way or that way. Yeah. Bible, it says you're either with me or against me. Right. In the body, what that manifests as you're either building, you're either going in this direction, or you're breaking down, you're going in this direction. Net. And you, you have a business. I, I, I imagine you have a business, right? Yeah. In your business, you're always spending money, and you're always making money. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're spending or making. What matters is your bottom line. Right. You want your bottom line to be, if you're spending more than you're making, you're going to be in the red. If right. you're making more than you're spending, you're going to be in the black. Right. You want your business. You don't want to stop spending money. You just want to spend less money than you're making. Follow? It's the net. Yes. In biochemistry, spending money is called catabolism. Catabolism technically means breaking down. So biochemistry, catabolism is is the equivalent of spending money. Uh, Anabolism, you've heard this term anabolism, like anabolic steroids, for example. Anabolism is building up. Anabolism is making money. So in the body, you don't want to always be, you don't want to be purely anabolic. You don't want to be purely catabolic. You want to be net, net anabolic, just like you want a bottom line that's net positive, that's net in the black. You don't want to not spend money. You got to spend money to make money. But right. you want to be net at the end of the day, the bottom line. Biochemistry, if, I'm making an analogy here, here between business and biochemistry. Biochemistry is your body's business. Yeah. In biochemistry. It's infrastructure, right? Yeah. In bi- it's an analogous. In biochemistry, just like in business, you want to be net in the black. We call yes. that net anabolic. 
You want to be net anabolic. The sum total of anabolism plus catabolism is called metabolism. And you want your metabolism, when you hear the word metabolism, yes. you yeah. want net, you want in the be black. And in the black, anabolic. Now, my point is, is you're always anabolic and catabolic, but you want to be more this way, more anabolic. And the way you do that, and if you're sick, you're more catabolic. And you can measure this actually in your urine. By the, oh. by, they can actually measure your urine and see if you're net catabolic or net anabolic. If you go to the catabolic, so those terms again, just really quickly, just for the just for the non-scientists, yes. catabolic yes. and catabolic. anabolic equals metabolism. Cat- catabolism. Catabolism. Plus anabolism. Catabolism plus anabolism equals metabolism. Okay, and that's and that's what everybody talks about. Yes. Metabolism is one of the the measurements and factors in health. Yes, it's a factor in health. You want your metabolism to be net in the black. If you're healthy, right. if you look, and at how do we do that? How do we do that? Let me just say this one thing. I'll tell you. I do please, it please, please. You have a little kid. You look at. You ever look at a little kid? I know you got kids. When your kid was like two, three, four, five, even ten or twelve, aren't don't you look at their physicality and you're like amazed? You look at me. You go, oh my god, this kid's so full of energy and life force and chi and his cheeks are so rosy and plump and they're just the picture of health and vitality. Right. That's a business that is so in the black. It's like IBM or it's like, you know, it's Apple. like yeah. it's Apple. Exactly. Yeah. If you look at your grandma, not so much, right? You look, or even as we get older, forties and fifties and sixties, not so much. What's happening is we're becoming more close, uh, more net, net, net catabolic to the extent that we're sick. If you go to the hospital and you see people who are dying or who are really sick, they're way catabolic. Hmm. You can measure this by nitrogen in the blood or in the urine, actually. The more right. nitrogen you have in your urine, the faster you're breaking down. And bodybuilders will do this because nitrogen is the sign of breakdown and it's the sign of buildup. In fact, well, I don't want to get digressed too much, but that's, the important, that's an important marker. The point I'm making here is there are factors that accelerate our catabolic decline. There are they are? Sugar, okay. stress, crappy food. Lack of nutrition, uh, disconnection from God, not understanding your mental and emotional natures. Everything I talk about, everything I talk about on he- about accelerates health, catabolic. It is or, well, I'm trying to get them the other way. I'm trying to get right. them catabolic. But the right. thing is, is that if you're net anabolic or net catabolic, you can reverse that because all chemical reactions are reversible. Now, if you're really net catabolic and you've been crapping up your body for a long time, you may not have enough many years left. It may take you 20 years, but you only have 10 years left. So you may not get into that point where you're completely reversing it. But theoretically, it's possible as we know that all chemical reactions are reversible. So that's amazing. If you're really old, like you're 70 or you've been mucking up your body, you're 50 and you've been smoking and drinking Coke and eating McDonald's and not exercising, you're morbidly obese. It's going to be a lot harder because you don't might, it may take you more years than you have left in order to, in order to reverse the equation. But you can begin, Naz, this is the most important thing I'm going to say in this whole hour. You can begin right away. You can start today. And as soon as you start, your body will start to heal itself. You know, between cigarettes, if you're a cigarette smoker, between cigarettes, your lungs start to heal. Even between cigarettes, like immediately when you're done. Immediately when you're done, your your body start, your lungs start to heal. This is the great gift of the human body. It's like a system that has an intelligence, a responsiveness that has been fully refined through millions of years of evolution to heal cuts, to to repair wounds, 
to help the body sustain. Our, we are the descendants of ancestors who healed wounds so they didn't bleed all over the African savannah, who clotted their blood so they didn't die of, uh, from having a lion bite into them. We have that built into our cellular natures. What we have to do, number one, is believe it. We have to, and, and before believe it, understand it, and then we'll believe it, and then have the, have the, uh, the desire, the, the want to do it. Because understand this, Nez, there are ulterior motives to being sick. Mm. And I've discovered this over the course of being in the healing business for 30 plus years. A lot of people say they want to be better, but there are self-sabotage issues that are in place. And we have to be really honest and we, we have to be really with It's a here. mental struggle for a lot of people. A lot of people don't think they don't deserve to be healthy. And even, right. if, even if it's the conscious, fear of, the fear of success, a lot of that, and that, and that might be subconscious. Yes. And this is another place where meditation helps you is it makes you aware of what's subconscious of what's going on subconsciously. It makes aware, it makes you aware consciously of what's happening in your subconscious. Now, if you want to real, if you don't want to meditate, you want to know what's going on in your subconscious, look at your life, look at your life. How your life shows up is a mirror of what's happening to you, of what's happening, uh, of what's occurring in your mind subconsciously. Yeah. So, if you can read your life, if you can read your life like you read a dream, I don't know if you've ever done dream analysis, but there's a lot of relationship between dream analysis and life analysis. And in a way, we're having a waking dream. There's a there's a lot of similarities between dreaming and uh, and dreaming and so-called reality in the sense that it's always occurring in the mind. We don't doubt that it occurs in the mind primarily when we close our eyes and go to bed at night. Like if you dreamed of a car that you were driving through a McDonald's and saying hello to your friend, where did McDonald's happen when you dreamed? Did you build the McDonald's? Did were there construction workers with yellow, you know, with yellow bricks and and were there, yeah. you yeah. know, there a GM auto plant that built the car and and put the tire? No, it just got constructed whole cloth in your mind, and we don't doubt that. But in reality, the same thing happens. And so the more you can become aware of how that, how that uh, dynamic occurs, how what's happening in your mind is showing up in your reality, the more power you're going to have about how your reality shows up. I love it. I absolutely love it. Pharmacist Ben, you are absolutely amazing. And, and we got a question from our awesome uh, audience member here, Patrick Lewis. Hey, Patrick. Uh, I just want to get to uh, – I want to say thank you. I want to say welcome to Alex. Welcome to SETI. I know Seti, you're all the way over in uh, uh, you're all the way over in Europe, correct, Seti? Great to see you. Maybe even Thailand. I, I, I may forgive me if I forget, but uh, it's so great to see you, Seti. Thank you for joining us all the way across the Atlantic. Uh, and now I want I have a question from Patrick Lewis. He says uh, for for you, pharmacist Ben. He says, could this apply? Which what a profound statement that all chronic diseases are by nature reversible. Definition. Uh, by definition. By definition. Very, very beautiful. And, and I love the, the idea of the tinker toy and the lineage there. Uh, ben, we have a question from Patrick Lewis. He says, could this apply to diseases caused by a trauma-induced brain injury? Um, depending on the trauma. Okay. What I'm talking about here is biochemical. What you're talking about is mechanical. You can reach a point where you can cut your arm off and it's not going to grow back. So, yeah, it, it, that does not – depending on the degree of trauma – uh, depending on, on the degree of trauma, uh, yes or the answer is yes or no. Depending on the degree of trauma, if you okay. have severe trauma where your a part of your body is, comes off, that's not that's not going to regenerate. What I'm talking about here is a specific realm of illness called chronic degenerative disease. This is a specific ontological category: of heart illness. disease, lung disease, right? 
80% of what, most of what we consider to be disease. The exceptions are mechanical trauma and infections. Right. So aside from mechanical trauma and infections, 80 to 90% of our healthcare issues and healthcare costs are on diabetes and lung can and cancer and heart disease and, and Alzheimer's disease and neurological issues, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, et cetera. All of those, these metabolic issues are by definition reversible. But there's a caveat I want, to, I want people to understand that if you've gone a long time degenerating, if your body's been breaking down for a really long time, for many people it's been since birth, it's going to take you a lot longer to completely do that U-turn and go back in the other direction, but you can begin right away, and that should be the message. You don't want to, you don't want to look too far in the future. You begin right away. You know, the Buddha said you can become enlightened in a second. Did you ever hear this, Nez? Yes. In a second. Oh, you could do it right now. Right now. You could do it right now. Yesterday. It's just a decision. It's, it's just a decision. It's just a decision that you make. And we don't teach this in school. It drives me crazy. Well, because schools are designed to create workers. You, you're under the, if, if, you, if, if it drives you crazy, that means you think schools are there to better humankind. You know? And that's not true. Schools are there to create industrial workers. The school started in the industrial Bad but true. Yeah, that's when school started. It was in the Industrial Revolution. That's the model, right? That's the model. Model, you know that. Hopefully, education. You think it would? You think it would adapt? <laughs> well, it might. We might be adapting. We needed workers in nineteen, you know, thirty-five. Right. Well, you know, in systems theory, the and systems theory applies to everything. By the way, and the more you can apply systems theory to your life, and to politics, and sociology, and history, the more functional and the more uh, the the more powerful you're going to be. In systems theory, they say that systems have to completely rearrange and change in order to reach states of lower energy so that water will absorb energy and absorb energy until it reaches the next phase instantly. It'll switch over to a new phase and we call that boiling. Or a caterpillar, this is a really cool metaphor, a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. You know what happens to a caterpillar before it comes a butterfly? Mm. It dissolves. It gets pulverized in the cocoon. It turns to liquid. And it, wow. it actually, the caterpillar will go into the cocoon, that caterpillar will turn into a liquid, and those that liquid will be made up of something called, get this, imaginal cells. And those imaginal It's actually called that? In biology, they're called imaginal, imaginal cells. Yes, like magic or imagination. Wow. That, that, uh, those, uh, that, that caterpillar will get pulverized, completely destroyed, and it comes out as a butterfly. And this is necessary in systems theory. This destruction of old systems is necessary for us to take a shift, to, to take a leap into the next phase. And this is what happens when you lift weights. Your muscles get destroyed. Your muscles get torn up. But what happens the next day? Your muscles get built up and you have a better system. You have a system that's stronger. You have a system that's more able to, to withstand stresses and to absorb energy until it itself rearranges and, and it becomes a newer system. And this is what happens. This is called evolution. Systems break down and they build up. They break down and they build up and they break down and they build up and they build up at uh, in nature and in biology stronger than they were before. So the bone is always stronger at the point of the break. Right. So we're under what we're going through today historically is a system change. It's an apocal system change, and our system is evolving now. Whether it evolves for better or worse, we shall see. All right. right. It's going to always evolve for better, for the betterment of the system. But right. whether it evolves for the betterment of the indivi individual, we'll see. That remains to be seen. Hopefully, it does. Hey Ben, I got another question for you. And then, and then, guys, I want to I want to respect uh, uh, Ben's time here. And, and 11, I want to say I want to say thank you so much, uh, uh, Ben. First of all, for being here, and thank you for for everybody in the live stream and everybody listening to this on the podcast. It's so great. I got another question. 
from Mr. Lewis says, what about secondary issues from having dystonia since he was five joints, muscle breakdown from contracture? What about uh, yeah, dystonia? Yeah. You, know, you don't know anything about that, Ben? Yeah. Here's the thing. Your diagnosis is not your disease. We have, we have, we have uh, created this convenience called diagnosis, which is like a brand, basically, Nez, to use your metaphor. I love it. I love diagnosis it. Diagnosis is like a brand. A brand, when you see a brand, you immediately have all of these ideas behind it without having to discuss those ideas, right? That's what a, brand is, that's what a good brand does. You'll see an image or you'll think about a person or somehow the brand itself implies a whole bunch of other ideas. This is what a diagnosis is. A diagnosis is a brand. But the problem is, is you're not a also brand. identification. We're identifying with yes. the disease yes. and we're making the disease yes. our definition of who we are as a human being. This is this is all about consciousness and awareness as well. Right, Ben? Yes. If you identify as a depressed person, after you say the words, I am, be very careful. Beautiful. Be very careful. We come from the same. We come from the same cloth. I swear. This is like the, the audience doesn't know as much as about our our kind of personal connection to on on spirituality. But yeah, go ahead. I am. That's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. <laughs> I am. You better be very careful with that word you choose. Yes. Right? I am. I am. Yeah. So I am. I am. Right. So um, uh, dystonia is a description. It means that your body has lost tonicity. You know, in order to move, you have to have a certain tonicity, a certain tension. There has to be a tension in order to hold hold something. Dystonia is you can't hold anything. You can't move your body correctly. You're out of tone. Your body has lost a certain sense of tension. Now, there's many levels to these illnesses. From a strictly biochemical level or a strictly nutritional level, there's a million things that you should be doing. And those are things that, like, uh, that involve working on the nervous system. Uh, essential fatty acids, the B vitamins, vitamin C, staying away from inflammatory foods. In fact, I always, I like to simplify things. As you know, my thing is to simplify health. Uh, if you want to simplify all your health challenges, go back to the digestive system and the blood sugar system. There's, those are the two foundational points in health. And if you can work on those two points, everything else will fall in the line. If you want to put one more point in there, that it would be your, your, your level of stress, your mm. stress management. In fact, I call this the triangle of disease. The triangle of disease are the three points of bodily breakdown that underlie dystonia, cancer, heart disease, all health challenges. All health challenges are akin that we that we notice are akin to the leaves on a tree. The leaves on the tree are only as healthy as the soil and the root, as we said earlier. And the soil and the root of diseased leaves is always the digestive system or digestive breakdown, uh, blood sugar problems, and problems with adrenal stress. So for yeah. our, our patient, and this simple, this is all illness. All illness, I don't care what it is, dystonia, to, from dystonia to acne to atherosclerosis to cancer. Work on the digestive system. That means uh, help your body absorb nutrients. I have a question about that. Can I ask you a real quick question, Ben? It's because everything that you're saying about, about nutrition and, and staying away from you know uh, certain foods and what have you, this all makes sense. But I have noticed because there was like almost like a probiotic like fad like a couple of years ago where everybody was talking about probiotics. Everybody was talking about how your digestive system is directly correlated to your mental health and, and anxiety and wellness. Ben, I, 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 this is one of my questions I wanted to ask you. Is that still true? Do you feel like the 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 the, the sort of championing of this or advocacy of probiotics and, and, and gut bacteria flora has waned or is this, is it still important for, for, for your, for your health? Well, here's the thing, your gut, you have a gut brain axis. Your gut is always talking to your brain. And even more so you have something called your enteric. Enteric means your intestine, enteric nervous system, which is your brain in your third chakra, which is called your solar plexus. 
So you have a brain in your digestive system that is equivalent to the brain in your head. You also have a brain in your heart. You have a brain in your skin. You have a brain in the immune system. And I would venture to say you probably have a brain in every organ, but you have a very complex brain inside the digestive tract. So working with digestive health is very important for working not only with mental health, but working with how you see reality itself because the brain is how we perceive reality. Now, as far as probiotics go, probiotics are very tricky because when, we're, when we take supplements, we're used to vitamins and minerals. Probiotics are, have a unique characteristic in that they're alive. They're living. Minerals are not living. They're molecules uh, or they're atoms or elements or, or molecules. Vitamins are molecules. Phytonutrients are molecules. Uh, essential fats are molecules. Probiotics are living creatures. And that makes them very fragile. And that makes uh, the selection of probiotics a lot more important, the, spe the specific recipe of probiotics that you're taking or using, a lot more important than the specific recipe of vitamins or minerals. So a lot of people will take probiotics and not only not get effects, but sometimes they can actually get negative effects from mm -hmm. probiotics. So a lot of people have soured on the idea of probiotics either because they didn't get any benefit from them or they had negative effects from them. That is not to say that they're not incredibly valuable. They are. These probiotics have been shown to do all kinds of things for your body, your skin, your immune system, not to mention digestive health, which of course that's what they're most closely related to. So using a good probiotic supplement, eating fermented foods, and creating an intestinal environment that is conducive to the flourishing or proliferation of, bac of bacteria is also important. So it's not just- Is that a one size fits all, Ben, or should you be more specific with bacterial flora and the probiotics you take? No nutrition is one size, size fits all, but because of the, the living nature of probiotics, one size fits all is especially problematic when you're using a probiotic supplement. So you got to puzzle it out. There's different brands. You got to change the dose. You want to incorporate fermented food and you always want to create, as I say, an environment that's conducive to, bacter uh, to bacterial proliferation. And that doesn't mean just mean the intestinal environment. It also means food. Uh, you want to feed the probiotics with things called or with probiotics, with things called prebiotics, and that's where fiber comes in. So using ancillary nutrients to support bacteria, selecting the appropriate brand and the appropriate formulation, and then understanding the exact dosage that you want are all are all things that you got to work with and play with a little bit. And okay, here's what I want to ask you, Ben, and then and then I don't want to, I, I, guys. This has been just a phenomenal show, and 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 if you're just joining us, you definitely have to watch the replay. You have to go back because pharmacist Ben. I'm probably going to have him on the show again if he'll if he'll be willing to because this is just we have so much. This is like I think this is the the, the sort of serendipity of the universe bringing me and, and pharmacist Ben together because I, I can't tell you how much I connect with everything he says, and I love how Ben you don't just. You don't segregate science from spirituality, which I love, and, and, and that's a whole other show. But here's what I want to do. If, if it's okay with you, Ben, I'd like to ask, and if you have a couple more questions, guys, we're going we're gonna to be on here for another couple of minutes, uh, and then I want Ben to have the floor and tell, because I know you're all screaming this in the chat. Where do I find this guy? How do I, how do I get a hold of him? He's going to share all his information, and I'm going to leave all that in the show notes. But Ben, Right now, obviously, and I don't want to be too uh, verbose here, but right now, obviously, we're facing a crisis. A lot of uh, people are are wondering, you know, what are the best steps that we can take? And this is one of the things that I think is so powerful 
about what resides in your knowledge base and your experience is that you come at it from a nutritional level. You come at it from an organic level. You come at it from actually understanding what's working, what's not working from a biochemical uh, and, and from a you know neurological uh, uh, systemic uh, uh, you know solution. And so, and so, Ben, I want to ask you, what can people do? Because you know a lot about the immune system. What can people do just in a very simple way right now to fortify their immune system and, you know, maybe have a little bit of a buffer towards, you know, what's going on right now, what's happening right now, and maybe even future, uh, you know, amalgamations of, you know, viral infections and diseases down the line. What can people do today? You know, there's going to be more viruses that come down the line. And there's no doubt, right? There's going to be more Corona. COVID is not going away. It's going to be right. like influenza and it's going to be there and there's going to be other coronaviruses and there may be other waves and it's just going to be out there. But we have an immune system. We have an ability. Remember, 90, 80 to 90% of people who are infected don't even have symptoms. So we have an ability to deal with this thing. Don't fall in. First of all, don't watch the news. Okay? Don't want, you don't need to know the news. If you really, if, if you really think you're getting any, any news from the news, you're not. It's old. And the statistics and the number of deaths and the number of uh, – uh, infected people, nobody even knows those numbers because nobody knows how the death certificates are being printed up and nobody knows how yeah, there's accurate reporting, right? Yeah, that stuff. So there's no need to watch news. It's only going to freak you out. And then you freak out suppresses your immune system. Don't freak out. Understand that the human, uh, human spirit is capable of handling anything. We can handle it all. Okay. We, it's just, this is a crisis of creativity more than it's anything else or an opportunity because crisis equals opportunity. And the bigger the crisis, the bigger the opportunity. So we have an opportunity to be really creative, to be generate, to generate, to be generative, to generate from scratch, to invent from scratch, to enter into a realm of knowledge that transcends just mental mentality and go into intuition and to go into spirituality. There's a lot of tools we have at our disposal from a nutritional standpoint, from a, a, a real, I don't say real life, but from a, a, a tangible standpoint, exercise, super important. Slow, deep breathing, slow, deep rhythmic breathing, super important. A meditation practice, super important. Keep your blood sugar low to stable. Make sure, uh, use the ketogenic diet. Eat more fats, less sugar. Stay away from processed food. Use caloric restriction. You don't need to snack. You don't That's need to big. The body doesn't have, isn't expending a lot of calories now, especially if you're, excuse me, if you're quarantining, keep your, keeping your calories low is, the, it has always been the uh, only proven way to increase longevity. It's, it's extra important now that we're dealing with an immune crisis and we're also sit, tend to be sitting at home. And by the way, if you're wearing a mask, you're breathing all kinds of crap and you're depriving your body of oxygen, which further puts, puts more stress on your system. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. That's so awesome. So is this because my, my wife and I were talking about this the other day and I have an aunt who's a microbiologist, Ben, and she was even saying the mask is a joke. And yeah. I'm not saying I, I don't want to spread, you know, misinformation, but so, give us your thoughts. Is the mask not something that that several reasons why the mask is a, is a joke? The virus is 10 times to 100 times smaller than the pores on the mask. And that's a mask. That's a that's an H one or an N one mask or a, even the N ninety five mask. Ninety five mask. Sorry, the N ninety five mask and the uh, and those uh, surgical masks have pores that are larger than the virus. That's first of all. Wow. The bandanas are ridiculous. Wow. The Whole Foods wearing a kid's birthday hat with the point and the rubber band on the back. Yeah. She's yeah. That. She's wearing that like a mask. Oh my god. She's wearing that like a face. I saw another lady holding her coat over her head like this. So I did. Hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. Ben, I went to the, I took my kids to, to this uh, little trail 
And when people when people pass by, I went like they this. Go they go like that. Right? <laughs> Are you telling me that I'm a buffoon for doing that? Which is which is to, makes total sense. No, yeah, I hope you're joking on that. No, you can't. You're not. I'm gonna- not joking. I would literally when people would walk by me. No. Because you know, I mean, obviously, I want. I'm freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. No, don't so, instead out. of wearing a mask, I'd do that. No, you can't. Mask isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. Nothing's going to work. If it's really a virus, it remains to be seen. If contagion, if this, these things are airborne, nobody's ever shown. Nobody's ever shown that this is airborne. Nobody. Nobody's even ever shown the virus. We haven't even seen the virus. They only have genetic material. They don't have the virus. And there's a lot of a whole bunch of stuff. I don't want to digress into that. The, but to answer your question, when you put the mask on, especially if it's fiberglass, which some of them are, but whatever it is, you're breathing all that stuff that's in the mask. You're breathing it in. Okay. These masks are not pure. You don't wear masks when you go out, Ben? Hell no. Not okay. only that, not only that. That makes me feel better because I can't breathe in those things. Well, I was about to say, when you deprive your body of oxygen, even subtly, you start to secrete more cortisol. Your blood pressure goes up. Your body, your brain reads the blood pressure increase as a sign of stress, and you go into a full blown stress response. You're already stressed out, and when you're under the, when your mat, uh, when your stress response is amplified, your immune system becomes suppressed. So, in the long term, wearing the mask will suppress your immunity and make you more fragile and more vulnerable. So, that's the whole story on the mask. I, I, I you just, I, I want to continue on the with the nutrition stuff. Uh, yeah, please. That was so. Thank you. I just I had to get in there that because I literally hate the mask, and I I was talking to my wife the other day. I don't think it's really valuable. No, these are silly things. The six okay. foot thing, the social distancing thing. Is that even? That's even kind of a joke too. Of course it is. Wait, the virus can't go seven feet. It can only go six feet, right? <laughs> six feet. It, it dies right at six feet. Boom. Six feet. It's like a wall, right? I mean, it doesn't even make sense when you is think. It's just it. like desperate actions by the government. It's all desperate. Well, you know, that's a whole deeper. That's a whole deeper. We have to. We're going to have you on for part two, ladies and gentlemen. If you want pharmacist Ben to be on part two, and we have him next week, leave an emoji in the chat. Leave a thumbs up in the chat. Right, so build, your, build your immune system. That, that's the key. Is build your immune system. Now, okay, please continue. That was very good. Okay. Now, some people tell you the mask protects you from spreading the virus to other people. Uh, and whether that's the case or not, I don't know if that's the case. But it, in any case, let's let's talk more about. I want to talk more about nutrition. Please, uh, using a nutritional supplement program is vital. Now, there's a lot of people who say I want to get everything from food, and that's great, but you just can't do it these days. We don't know what the soils are like, food processing, and cooking, and shipping, and storing, and there's all kinds of reasons why we don't know what the nutritional value of food is. So you may say, well, I'm going to get vitamin C for my orange. How do you know how much vitamin C is in that orange? They say, oh, I'm gonna, I want to get my, uh, my magnesium from this broccoli. How, how do you know how much magnesium is in the broccoli? I want to get my selenium from, Bru- from Brazil nuts. How do you know how much selenium is in the Brazil nuts? Don't take any chances. Get on a good nutritional supplement program, especially featuring vitamin C, zinc, selenium, sulfur, niacin, magnesium, uh, and among other nutrients. Keeping your blood sugar stable can also help you with your uh, – can also help you with your uh, with your immune system also. And you can use nutrition, nutritional supplements for keeping your blood sugar stable. But the West, best way to keep your blood sugar stable is to not eat foods that spike your blood sugar, which of course is sugar, but also starchy foods and processed foods. Those all have a tendency, fruit juices, those have a tendency to spike your blood sugar. Get a Vitamix and do vegetable juices every day, even twice a day if you can. The fiber will cut into your caloric intake. You'll find yourself less hungry. And the nutrients will not only make you less hungry, but they'll provide you with basic nutrition for, for the immune system and for building. And when you juice, you create a vortex 
in the water and the combination, or with a Vitamix, I should say, when you juice with a Vitamix, you know what a Vitamix is, Naz? It's a yes. high, high power blender. When yes. you juice with a Vitamix, you create a vortex in the water and the combination of the electrolytes and the minerals and the, and the phytonutrients in, the, in your vegetables. And when I say juice, I mean veggies, not fruits. The, the combination of the electrolytes and the other nutrients in the veggies plus the water plus the vortex creates a structuring of the water. Vegetables themselves have I a didn't structure. Know that. Structured water is crystalline water and it's highly electromagnetic. And the combination of the veggies and the water in the veggies and the water you're adding and the nutrients and the spinning creates a, a, a vortex that, that uh, structures the water and makes it much more hydrating and much more nutritious for it's cells. like electrocuting, the, electrocuting everything. Creating an electrical, you're creating electrical energy. You're drinking an elect, a drink that has a voltage and that is crystal or whose liquid wow. is crystalline. So it becomes a very powerful way to get your nutrition. You don't need to wait for the coronavirus. Hey, Ben, what about the philosophy? Because there's a philosophy out there that you should not be juicing because you're missing out the pulp. That's, the why pulp is where That's very important. The Vitamix keeps the fiber. Yes, the, you don't want to. You're not excreting. You're not no. excreting. The, right. You're not excreting the fiber. You're combining the pulp. Yes. In fact, the pulp is just as important as the nutrients. nutrients. See, I thought when you juice something, you extract the pulp. That's the difference between a Vitamix. Blending and is different than juicing. Absolutely. Okay. That's why I say a Vitamix, because you do right. need fiber. Okay. Fiber for a lot of reasons. Right. The whole show on fiber. But none. suffice it to say that the combination of the fiber, the electrolytes, the phytonutrients, and the water in the vortex creates a very powerful nutritional sort, uh, nutritional uh, uh substance, nutriating substance that is not only nutritional because of the elements that are in it, but also because the, the water portion itself is very conducive to the flow of nutrients and the, uh, the entrance of water into cells. Very cool. Okay. So there's a lot of things you could do. Opportunity, a crisis equals opportunity. The bigger the crisis, the bigger the opportunity. The opportunity we have here is to not be a vector. You know, we've created a perfect storm for a, for a virus by making ourselves vectors. You know what a vector is, Nez? Vector, tell me, tell me. Vector is a route of transmission for an infectious agent. It's a highway for the infectious agent to travel through. And the reason this virus, is, the so-called virus, is, is uh, so uh, problematic is because we've created a vector with our diabetes, with our obesity, with our cancer, with our smoking, with our sedentary lifestyle, with our stressful lives, all of their lack of exercise. All of these things have conspired to create a perfect storm, a, a perfect vector for a virus to transmit itself through the culture. So this is an opportunity, crisis equals opportunity. This is an opportunity for us to not be a vector, to take care of our health, spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical, so that when a virus comes, it doesn't have a highway, road closed. Sorry, you can't enter here. That's what, this is our opportunity is to not be a vector by working on all the various levels of our health. This is an opportunity for us to be great as individuals, to be creative, to yes. generate new ideas, to use our intuition, we have so much power as human beings. We're, it's like the story of the elephant that is, when it's a baby, it's tied to a little post. And then when it becomes big, it doesn't think it can move this little post because it's been trained not to be able to move the little post. It, it's learned helplessness. Just like if you take a bunch of flies and put them in a jar with a top on it, they'll try to get out of the jar, but they'll hit the top. After a while, you just take the top off. They don't even try to get out of the jar. They've learned helplessness. Our only problem is, as human beings, is we've learned helplessness. We've been allowed that we've allowed ourselves to be domesticated. Right. What we want to do now, we have an opportunity to not be pussycats, but to be lions. 
to be mm. the king of the jungle and to take on our rightful role as kings of our reality. And the Bible says, ye are gods. It says, greater works than this shall you do also. How much creative power do, do we have if Jesus says all you need is a mustard seed, faith like a Preach. mustard seed. Preach. All you need is faith like a mustard seed to move a mountain. How yeah. powerful is that? And Woo! that's birthright. That's what we Preach, know. brother. Preach. That's what we want to take on. <laughs> hey, Ben, I got a really quick question about the Vitamix. How yeah. long should you, um, Is it? does it matter the amount yeah, of time? You, that do, you, you don't want to do too long, but you want to do it long enough. So there's a sweet spot. Is there like a science to that or not really? Uh, there's no science to it. Okay. Okay. Just make sure that it's all blended, basically. Right. Make sure it's all blended and don't overblend. What do you do? Like an average, like a 30 second, 40 seconds? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Okay. I, I want to say I want to say a couple of things, and I want Ben because there's, everybody's asking. I, I want I want a couple of things uh, really quickly. Number one, I want to say to you, pharmacist Ben, this has been an absolute honor, privilege, uh, beyond a pleasure to have you on the show. You're you're transforming lives, as I said before, and the key to not only business but the key to having a life fulfilled is service and transforming lives. And you are emblematic of that, sir. And so I want to say from the bottom of my heart on behalf of Nez Nation, this awesome community online, I want to say thank you, first thank of all. Second of all, um, I extend an unofficial invitation whenever you want, by the way. Uh, whenever you want to, uh, Ben, not only do I want you to come speak to my class at the university, thank but you. I also want you to always know that there's an open invitation Anytime you're like, hey, Nez, I got some great things coming up. Let me know if you'd like to talk. We're going to have you back on the show. I told our audience how many people I typed in the chat, how many people want Ben to come back. And it was unanimously, everybody is, is dying to have you back Thank on the show. I appreciate that. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we appreciate you, brother. Thank and then, you. And then third of all, I just want to say, Ben, I want to give you the last, uh, I want to give you the floor. Okay. I want you to give you the last 30 seconds Thank you. Uh, and then uh, we'll say goodbye. But I want you to tell our Nez Nation audience where they can find you. And I know you're going to tell them about some some opportunities, too. And just make sure that uh, I want everybody to know I'm going to leave links to everything Ben mentions right now in the chat down below. So uh, make sure that you uh, make sure that you pay close, close attention Pharmacist Ben, it's all yours. So uh, I have a lot of different, uh, I work on a lot of different platforms. Uh, you can get my radio program at brightsideben.com. You can get my blog at pharmacistben.com. Uh, also criticalhealthnews.com if you want longevity products. Also, um, I have a lot of videos and interviews up. You can also, I'm in the skincare business. We didn't talk about the skincare. I've been doing skincare for many years. I had a compounding pharmacy where I created products for healing uh, products, products that heal burns and wounds and cuts and scrapes and eczema and various skin conditions. And I repurposed my prescription formulations uh, as over-the-counter health, uh, skin health products or skin beauty products, because I like to say health is beauty and beautiful skin is healthy skin. You can find my uh, skin health products at truthtreatments.com. That's truthtreatments.com. Also I have multiple Facebook pages and I do a lot of Facebook lives uh, mostly they're on my Truth Treatments Facebook page, but you can also go to my Bright Side with Pharmacist Ben Facebook page. And if you can't remember all that or you don't see or you don't get a chance to do all that, just Google Pharmacist Ben or actually Pharmacist Ben Fuchs and you'll get a million things. I've been working on the Internet now since 2009, so there's all kinds of stuff on the Internet that you can find. And um, what I want you guys to know, everybody to know, if you're sick, 
It's in your body's nature to heal. If you're not as healthy as you want to be, if you're at an, uh, aging at an accelerated pace, or God forbid, if you have a loved one who has Alzheimer's disease or cancer or heart disease or is dealing with some kind of chronic degenerative illness, it's in the body's nature to heal. Even stage four cancers remit. I have a textbook that I keep as inspiration to me, Spontaneous Remissions of Cancer. And this is a, a, a textbook uh, it's, that has case histories of cancers, even stage four cancers that have completely turned around and remitted. It's in the body's nature to heal uh, because all chemical reactions are reversible. That means degeneration is by definition reversible. And I want that to be an inspiration to anybody who themselves is dealing with a health challenge, a chronic health challenge, or as a loved one who's dealing with a chronic health challenge. And you can always reach out to me personally. I, I'm very happy to do uh, personal consultations at Ben at ksco.com. Put your phone number there because I can't type very well and it's a pain in the butt for me to type letters. I'll put your phone number there and I'll get back to you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, Pharmacist Ben, thank you for being so generous with your time. You Uh, you absolutely rocked the show. uh, And uh, I I really look forward to speaking to you again. Obviously, we're going to be connected because I'm going to be, you know, all over all of your advice and all of your tips. And I'm sure you're going to get a lot of people reach out to you. And just to remind you again, Nez Nation, all the links uh, and all the websites and, and, and places that you can go and find Ben and find his awesome products. Uh, they'll all be links in the description down below and in the chat. Uh, and uh, it's just been an absolute honor, sir. So, thank so you. thank you. Uh, thank you again, Ben, for being here. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and we'll talk soon. Yeah. yeah we'll talk to you really soon. Thanks. Right. Thank you, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, what a fantastic show. I mean, as I said, uh, Ben has just been an absolute hero of mine. Uh, such a huge inspiration. You can see why I had him on the show. And uh, I just want to say thank you guys, everybody for being here. Uh, really, it's just been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your questions, Patrick, Alex, uh, uh, Daniel. I want to say thank you to Seti. Uh, I want to say thank you to Pancake Wow over on Twitch. Uh, everybody for being here. And if I, if I, if I didn't mention you, I apologize, but uh, it's been a real honor and pleasure having you make sure that you subscribe, follow the hashtag. If you want to be a part of these live streams of us bringing you these phenomenal guests over and over and over again, every single week, we're going to be going live on the Nez Nation live podcast, follow the hashtag, especially if you're listening on the podcast, follow the hashtag Nez Nation on LinkedIn. And then obviously I'm everywhere on social, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, uh, um, follow me, Twitter, just make sure that you follow and you hit that bell notification and you'll get notified Twitch when we go live. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much for being here and we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Make sure you hit that like button too. Hey guys, I'm so appreciative and I just want to say a huge thank you for listening to our podcast. It means so much to me. We work so hard to bring you the best topics, to bring you the best advice, the best tutorials, the best teachings, helping you to build your standout personal brand so you can earn more, grow faster, and stress less. 
If you're interested in joining us on the live stream chat, this would really, really mean a lot to me. I would love to see you there. I've been live streaming since 2015 on social media, started off on Periscope, and I've done over a thousand broadcasts. And I love the transition to podcasting that I made a couple of years ago. Um, I'm still a huge live video lover and nut job, as I kind of affectionately call myself. And I'd love to see you there. So the best way to do that right now, we don't have a set schedule uh, for going live. I apologize. Uh, just time, circumstances, and my business, and all my other uh, responsibilities and obligations kind of prevent that, but I try to go live as much as possible. So what I'd love for you to do is I'd love for you to go to LinkedIn and follow my LinkedIn page. Just click the follow button, go to uh, linkedin.com uh, and then just search for Professor Nez and you'll see me. Um, also, I would like for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we go live on YouTube a lot as well. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Professor Nez because we go live on Twitter Live, aka Periscope. And so I would just love to see you guys there. We have an amazing, amazing Nez Nation audience filled with podcasters, business owners, live streamers, content creators, coaches, trainers, consultants. I mean, you name it. We've got this awesome community of people coming together, bringing more humanness to this digitalness. And I would love love to see you there again thank you so much for watching thank you so much for listening love you guys if you could leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts, that would mean the most to me and let me know also feel free to leave comments on the live stream posts on linkedin twitter and youtube and let me know what kind of topics are burning in your chest Hey, Nez, I want to learn more about social media marketing. Hey, Nez, I want to learn more about how to circumvent time management, anxiety, depression, being an entrepreneur. Hey, Nez, I want to learn more about building a personal brand. I want to learn more about building content. Whatever it is, if it's related to mindset and messaging, hell, even if it's not related to that, if there's something you want me to talk about, something you even want to reach out to me about, feel free to please leave those comments. I'm happy to oblige. I want to serve you guys as best as I can. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll see you next time.